This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. Hey everybody, welcome into the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast. I'm Greg Bedard, no Nick Kettles next to me. Today, I had internet issues today, screwed up our timing, Nick wanted to be here, um, but it just didn't work out. So you're stuck with me for the next 35 to 45 minutes, and let me give you an overview, sort of what we're going to talk about on this podcast, which of course is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of CLNS Media Network. Sign up at fanduel.com slash Boston and claim your $200 bonus. And also AG1 from Athletic Greens, where you get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adapted dishes to help you start your day right. Mother's, Mother's Day is coming up. Father's Day is coming up. I'm telling you, AG1, looking for something to give? Give them AG1. They'll love you all year long. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. Uh, so in this podcast, um, we're going to talk talk um, largely about uh, what Bill O'Brien, Gerard Mayo had to say, macro um, as well. Um, gonna A little Juju Smith-Schuster talk. I watched um, some film on him the other day. I'll be writing him up for BSJ um, with three games worth of coaches film where I'm pointing some things out. Um, during the course of it, um, that's good stuff, and you know that's worth your. I'll be also be doing that with Mike Kosecki and also um, the two offensive tackles together, uh, Riley Reef, Calvin Anderson, uh, sort of three installments on the free agents right before we get going on the draft stuff, which Kevin Field has been killing it over uh, at BSJ uh, with his draft coverage. I mean, you know, he knows exactly what the Patriots are looking for. When I read through his stuff, and I'm like, yep, yep, yep. I mean, I don't really need to say anything. I mean, I will in terms of guys that I like. Um, people will remember that last year. I loved Tariq Woolen on film, and I was like, take a flyer on this guy, third or fourth round. Guess what? Seahawks did it, and uh, they got a big bang for that. So um, so we will be talking a little Juju Smith-Schuster, We, you know, and, and sort of like the overarching thing is in this is – you know, now that we're getting going, and we do have the draft left. I mean, I don't think anybody out there thinks the Patriots are going to um, rock anybody's world in terms of what they get in the draft. I mean, I'm sh- sure they're going to get good players. The last couple of drafts have been pretty good, and they'll get good players. Some of them will contribute. Some of them won't. Um, but are they going to materially change the direction of the Patriots? I mean, last year, you know, they Cole Strange started every game. Jack Jones had pick sixes and did really well before he got suspended. Marcus Jones had touchdowns and the Patriots went from 10 and seven, to eight and nine. Um, again, we know it's not about that. It was about something else. Uh, but ha- has it, we're going to sort of work off the question that I posed to Matt Grow, um, you know, where, where I asked him like, you know, it looks like the personnel department, doesn't think it was the personnel last year because they largely run everything back. Um, and so what is exactly has changed since last year? Um, of course, one thing that has changed is Billy O'Brien's here at offense coordinator, Billy O'Brien in Matt Patricia and Joe judge out, which I think everyone is thankful for, especially Mac Jones. Um, so Billy O'Brien met with the media, um, he was sort of the star of the show. And of course he said basically nothing. Um, 
New Year. We just got started yesterday. Clean slate, clean slate, clean slate for everybody. Didn't mention Mac Jones by name, um, which, you know, my guys at Failure and Maz have uh, made a big deal out of. And, you know, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but there's a couple of things I wanted to point out about, you know, my sort of my reaction to what Billy O'Brien had to say. Um, you know, he was very tight-lipped about offensive changes, which I was disappointed in. Uh, both myself and Tom Curran, Tom Curran first, and then I followed up. You know, we're asking sort of about differences, you know, what we're going to see. You know, what are we going to see? Is it going to be that much different than what we saw last time he was here? Um, you know, I asked him a question about, like, you've had a lot of different experiences since living here. He was a head coach. He coached Deshaun Watson, who's different than any other Patriots quarterback probably ever. Uh, and then he was in the college game, and which is, uh, you know, very different. And Coach Bryce Young and, um, you know, is it going to look different than what we saw last time? And, and he just he didn't answer the question. And, you know, I, I'm not expecting a breakdown. I'm not expecting any secrets. But, you know, if, if he would have said, yeah, you know, um, you know, the bones are still the same, which I think is true. I think the bones of the, the system is, is the same. And there might be a little bit more window dressing to it, which I don't think is a huge deal. But if he said that or like, you know, look, you're going to – I've learned a lot of tricks uh, in my time away. And I think you're going to notice that pretty early on. Can't wait to get excited with the guys. I mean, that doesn't tell anybody anything. Um, so I'm surprised that they, they didn't do that, that he didn't do that. I didn't love his – question about that I thought he could have been a little bit more informative uh, I well I know he can be more informative than that and he was not um, you know I will say you know the 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 lack of addressing Mac Jones by name um, I don't think is a huge deal I think it is noteworthy um, you know I do think that um, you put everything together from the way Bill has talked about Mac Jones, the quote-unquote trade reports, Bill O'Brien. And I don't think you can rule out something wacky from Belichick, even though I think Kraft would be like, you can resign. We have Gerard Mayo here ready to go and Billy O'Brien. We're, we're just fine, Bill. Like, you're not trading Mac Jones. He's the quarterback. If you want to quit, you can quit. Um, I don't think it'll come to that, but I think that would be the reaction. You know, if this were any other team, any other city, the way they have talked about Mac Jones, it's absolutely true that you would say something's up. Something they're either trading him, cutting him, trading up to draft a quarterback, like all that stuff. Um, again, if this was any other place, it's not any other place. Um, and that's sort of like my second point on this is is – you know, you can't compare, and I heard, you know, my guys talking about this the other day, um, you know, Tony Maz and, and, and Felger, you know, were saying, you know, when Doug Peterson got hired or met the media for the first time, did he, you know, of course he said a lot of glowing things about Trevor Lawrence. Uh, when Todd Monken was hired by the Ravens as offense coordinator, even though Lamar Jackson was a free agent, um, he talked about Lamar Jackson because they know he, the chances are he's going to be there. And what Monken does from a college background, uh, it helps take their passing game to a new level. So, um, and here's the difference between those other places. And, you know, you could talk about any place. 
at those other places, it is it's about the quarterbacks. It's about the players. I mean, when when you hire a new quarterback, a new coach like Doug Peterson after Urban Meyer, the whole thing with a with a number one overall pick, the whole job interview is about what are you doing with that quarterback? Because he's not going anywhere for five years or at least three years. So and he was the number one overall pick. So he's not going anywhere. And he was the consensus number one overall pick. So it's how are you going to fix this guy? And that's the most important thing to that team. When Todd Monken interviews with Harbaugh, you know, about their offense, it's how do you fix our passing game? And how do you how do you get more out of Lamar Jackson in the passing game? How do we get more creative and and, and productive in the passing game? So that's what his whole job interview is about. I mean, when Bill O'Brien, but here's the difference. When Bill O'Brien gets hired by the quarterbacks, excuse me, when Bill O'Brien gets hired by the Patriots, first of all, I don't even think there was an interview. He was the only offensive coordinator interviewed. I don't care about Sean Jefferson or Adrian Clem or any of these guys. They're not real choices, um, especially after what happened last year. It was just Billy O'Brien. And Bill knows him, and he knows of his coaching, and he knows this and that and people who are close with him, like Josh McDaniels. And so there was probably no interview. And they certainly didn't talk about, oh, so what are you going to do about Mac? Bill Bill knows what Billy's going to do. You know, when you come and interview for the Patriots, you know, maybe when Tom was here, but again, they didn't interview anybody. They just graduated people up. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it's not about the players here. It's not about the quarterback. It's about servicing Bill Belichick. Every other place you're servicing the quarterback or a special player a franchise-type player. First of all, the Patriots don't have one outside of Matthew Judon. And second of all, it's about servicing Bill Belichick. All those guys know it. They're coming here to work with Bill. The players are immaterial. And so when Bill O'Brien gets in front of the media, he's not going to talk about Mac Jones like Doug Peterson did about Trevor Lawrence because the jobs are materially different. One is serving a franchise quarterback, and that's how he got the job on his plan for the franchise quarterback. Here... You're servicing the 71-year-old head coach because he needs to hear that stuff. And so when Bill O'Brien talks to the media the first time, it's not about Mac Jones. It's it's not it's about Bill Belichick. He was asked a question about him. Glowing talk about Bill Belichick. That's what it's about in this stage of the Patriots regime under Bill Belichick. It's, it's about servicing him and being loyal to him and saying the right things and not getting on his bad side. So it has nothing to do with Mac Jones. Uh, a couple other things that you need to understand about Billy O'Brien. That dude is smart as hell. He is. Uh, he maybe a goofy package, you know, you know, bald head. He said he was 20 pounds overweight. He's made fun of his chin before, you know, he's, he, you know, he's a really funny guy. Uh, yeah, tea, he's got the teapot thing going on. Um, but, it, you know, he, he he went to Brown, okay? Uh, and that wasn't an accident. And he was a captain there. And he's a really smart player. And, um, you know, just think, you know, Billy O'Brien was at Penn State after Sandusky. Never made headlines with anything that he said. He was in Houston before the Deshaun Watson suspension. But in Houston, he was on Hard Knocks. He dealt with hirings and firings, extensions, trade of DeAndre Hopkins, like all this stuff. Uh, you know, the the longtime uh, personnel guy was sort of pushed out. Rick Smith, I think his name was. Then it was Brian Gain. 
and all of a sudden he wasn't there in his job anymore. And did do you ever remember a soundbite from Bill O'Brien? Did he ever was he ever ridiculed on Pro Football Talk or whatever? No, because he's too damn smart. He knows exactly what to say. And and you know all these guys are taking their they're they're not getting talking points from Bears and Bill Belichick, but they know what Bill's saying. They know what Bill said at the league meetings. They know what Bill said after the season. And the smart guys, they just parrot Bill. You know, Bill doesn't need to say anything. They know. Just, all right, Bill's talking about it this way. That's what I'm going to do. And so it's not, I don't think there's any grand conspiracy or anything like that. That's just the way the Patriots uh, operate. Um, And the other thing I wanted to point out about Bill O'Brien is that, you know, he kept saying over and over again, I think the big thing for us right now is everybody starts with a clean slate when he was asked about Mac Jones. I wish somebody, I, I wanted to do it, but they ran out of time. Uh, I wish he was asked more directly about a quarterback competition and handling the quarterback. I'm telling you, he would have swatted it aside and just said, you know, you know what? And this is the truth, guys. Uh, everybody's competing every day. We're just trying to get better, and I'm just trying to create an offense and, you know, make sure the players – he he would do something like that. But, you know, sometimes the question, you know, needs to be asked. And, and O'Brien also pointed out that, like, it wasn't until two days ago that – he could have a conversation with Mac Jones. I've told you this months ago when it was made a big deal out of that Mac Jones wasn't around yet. And I told you the rules prohibit it and you can stomp your feet and you can whine about it and cry about it all you want, but it's the truth and nobody's missing anything. And I don't care what happened 20 years ago and this and that, like it's a different time. And plus what you also have to understand is like the offense that the Patriots are putting in you know, everybody's starting from the same spot. And so they need to learn. Everybody needs to learn going forward. It makes no sense, makes no difference if the quarterback is ahead on things. And plus, Mac Jones knows what's going on because the bones of this offense, the bones of the scheme are going to be the same sort of foundation that he had under Josh McDaniel. So he already knows that. He's just picking up where he left off, but you can't leave everybody else behind, including rookies that will be coming in once the draft happens. So it's not a big deal. Don't listen to people who are hysterical about this. It doesn't matter. Okay. They'll be fine. No one's falling behind. No one's costing anybody games. Like it's not about April. Okay. It's about July and August and then September. And they have plenty of time to get what they need done. And Bill O'Brien will make sure that they do. Okay. Now, last year, uh, Let's move on to Gerard Mayo. Uh, so Mayo also met with the media. So the format the other day, in case you guys wanted to know, so it was 15 minutes with the defensive assistants and Cam Acord, and then 15 minutes with the offensive coaches. Um, briefly got to say how to introduce myself to Adrian Clem. Um, but most, I just listened to Bill O'Brien the whole time because that's obviously the most important thing. Um, and, you know, Mayo was the second biggest star, you know, because, of course, he's still here. Turned down um, the Carolina Panthers uh, interview. He was asked about that and other things. Um, you know, he was asked about, does he have a title? Does he have business cards? He says, I don't have a title yet, and I don't have any business cards. Is your role different? Um, yeah, there are some things that they allow me to participate in. I'm not exactly sure, um, you know, about – 
the role? That's a BB question. Uh, what were some of the things that were different? Well, I was in some of the interviews during the interview process, which was a great experience for me. The offensive line interviews and also the offensive coordinator, it was good. Um, and about, you know, why he passed on head coaching interview opportunities. Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I would say, first of all, my family's here. Second of all, I will say, I love it here in Boston. I uh, pretty much was raised here at this point. I came here in 2008. It'll take a lot for me to leave, but this is where I want to be. I feel the same way from the coaching staff and also from the Kraft family. Um, so, you know, look, I, I he also, the other also headline was roles aren't changing that Steve Belichick is going to continue to call plays. Um, he said, you know, why fix what isn't broke? Um, you know, I, I still believe that um, I think that the crafts walked up right to the line about talking about being the heir apparent in your next or, you know, just hold tight. Bill's only got a year or two or three left. You're like, you're next. Don't go anywhere. You're next. I don't think they told him that, but I think they walked right up to it. Uh, basically, I think that's the only way you turn down a head coaching opportunity. Um, there's some chatter that his agent thought that it was to a token interview with the Panthers. I know it was not uh, from my sources there. They were very serious about Mayo. Um, I don't like passing on head coaching opportunities, but you know, if he's basically been told with a wink and a nod by the crafts, like you're next, sit tight. We don't want you going anywhere. And, you know, look, this could blow up in Bill's face again. Um, he hasn't made any changes, hasn't made any additions. If we have a losing record, he's out and you're up. Uh, so don't go anywhere because I think you want to be here. We want you to be here. Um, so I, I still think that's the way that they're going. Um, so, you know, back to sort of my overreaching opinion about all this stuff. And, and I asked, uh, and it goes to the question I asked Matt Grell, which was, you know, basically Matt. Uh, you know, from the outside looking in, you look at this Patriots roster and, you know, you swapped out Jacoby Myers for Juju Smith-Schuster. You added Mike Kosicki, which was an upgrade. You brought everybody back on defense. Um, special teams, you upgraded a little bit. You know, from the outside looking in, it appears that the personnel department said, there's nothing wrong with our personnel. That was not the problem last year. It was other things, i.e., I didn't say this, but IE coaching, everybody knows that it wasn't the personnel. And I said, is that fair? And he said, you know, he said, no. Um, he said, I would not say that as a person, that as a personnel staff, we said, oh yeah, our personnel was good enough. We've got to try and improve in every way that starts with me. I've got to try to improve and do a better job and identify the players we think can help us win more games because we've got to win more games. We're an eight and nine football team. As the old saying goes, you are what your record says you are. That's a losing record. I think we, we've we got to get better across the board, identify the players to help us win win more games. We've got to win more games. Um, so, you know, look, the bottom line for me, you know, at this point in time, entering the draft, and we'll allow that they could do something major, uh, a player for draft pick trade, something during the draft or trade up in the draft. I mean, it could happen. But the snapshot right now is the Patriots are basically the same team. And I'll get into Juju Smith-Schuster in a second. Kaseki is obviously an upgrade over Johnny Smith. Um, that's not very hard. But the defense is the same. 
It was limited against good quarterbacks and good offenses. The Patriots of their eight wins, seven were against backup quarterbacks. Um, and they haven't added to the team this year. They've largely just run it back. And Bill O'Brien obviously is the big poker chip that, you know, he's the big difference in terms of what they're doing. Um, and that will be an upgrade. But how big of an upgrade? And I, again, with the backup quarterback thing, I don't think you can just say, well, there are eight wins, so they're going to get two or three games better. You know, not with not with going up against healthy quarterbacks, plus the schedule, which Sharp Football, Warren Sharp, I saw his chapter on the Patriots sort of draft preview, and he has the the, the difficulty of schedule for every team, and the Patriots are last by a good margin in terms of how difficult their schedule is. And so the Patriots could be better this year, and they could be they could have seven wins, and they could be a much better football team. You know, so, you know, look, the Bill O'Brien thing is good. He's going to help, you know, Clem might help. At least Billy O'Brien's there to coach him up on like, hey, we need that. We need to do this more. That's another thing that they missed last year. Coaches coaching the coaches. The coordinator needs to coach the, 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 the position coaches on his side of the ball. Um, you know, but the defense is the same. The coaching staff is the same. Special teams would be better. We and Joe Judge will get involved in that. Um, but you know, largely they. You know, they not a lot has changed, and I don't know if that's good enough. Obviously, Bill and the personnel department at Bill's direction are telling you that the problem last year was the coaching and the quarterback not taking coaching. A combination of the two probably depends on how grumpy Bill is on what the percentages are. You know, if he was really being honest, he would say it was the Patricia decision, all of it, and everything else is an offshoot of that. But um, that's the big question. I have about this team right now. So, uh, BSJ member question thirty nine ninety nine. We cover all four major sports. Um, Patrick Donnelly is our new Bruins guy. He's doing a great job during the playoffs. Um, really smart. We don't hold it against him that he went to BU, uh, but he he's doing a really nice job. Um, and remember, you know, I'm going to be doing some film stuff in the next couple of days. Then once the draft happens, I'll break down every draft pick with, uh, you know, some film, film analysis, and also my projections for the rookie timeline, what I see them doing their role going forward. Uh, also you get draft coverage. Um, you know, I'll be in the comments, uh, doing a live blog during the draft given my opinion, what I'm hearing from NFL scouts and only members can get that. You get my Q and A's, Q and A's with all the writers every week. Um, I'll be doing a post and pre-draft Q and A. Uh, so make sure you get over there uh, for that. So um, no real question this week, but I just wanted to mention this. Something I've been working on. Um, and I think I said this um, earlier, but sort of working back before the draft on the free agents and looking at their film and what I think they're going to bring. And I started with Juju Smith-Schuster. I broke down three of his plays, the Super Bowl, Conference Championship, and 49ers game from earlier in the season, week seven, I believe. And, um, you know, sort of breaking down what I think they're going to do, how good they're going to be with the Patriots. And, you know, I got to be honest with you. Um, watching the Super Bowl and Conference Championship game, I was not – 
impressed with Juju Smith-Schuster at all. He was slow. Um, his blocking was okay, um, which isn't a big deal. Um, but and he was sort of you know you could tell when he wasn't involved in a play passing play, which I don't love. His route running isn't great. He rounds things off, not any explosion. And I was like, oh, like what are they doing? Like Jacoby's better than this guy. But then I saw the 49ers tape, and that guy looked completely different. He looked great. He was Juju was dealing with a knee injury. He was on the injury report at the end of the season with a knee injury. I assume that's cleaned up by now. Um, you know, if they get the guy from the first half of the season, upgrade on Jacoby Myers. Um, if they get the guy from the second half, or if if that's indicative of who he is now, as in you know he's getting older, then I I, I think it's a I think it's a negative. I mean, but I can't tell you which guy's going to be showing up. Um, you know, was Devontae Parker materially different than the guy he was with Miami as far as injuries and things like that? I don't think that he was. Um, so just uh, something I wanted to mention. Um, you know, there's good juju and bad juju. We'll see what the Patriots get. I assume, you know, training camp, when we see him in practice field, preseason, early on in the season, everybody's going to be like, wow, this guy's so good. And his film against the 49ers was great. It really was. I was impressed. His route running was better. His explosiveness was better. Um, so that's great. Um, but the question will always linger out there. Like, is he going to slow down? Is he going to get beat up? And, you know, what are they going to get out of him? Um, so I just wanted to tell you guys that. Uh, thanks for joining. Uh, we missed Nick this week. Uh, but, of course, the podcast was brought to you by FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Boston to sign up and also athletic greens, athleticgreens.com slash Bedard. Go, go mother's day's coming father's day, all that stuff. You know, go start a subscription for them. I'm telling you they'll love you for it. Um, thanks for listening and we will see you next time. <laughs>